Now, I'm not going to lie. I love Ghost. Oh, yeah. Huge Ghost fan. Big time. Unfortunately, I missed him at concert the last couple uh, couple weeks ago. But uh, Ghost does pump me up, mm-hmm. but it's not my pump-up song for this Friday. Whoa. It's something a little bit different. It's okay. a different pace. It's a hot spot, by the way. Maybe the hottest spot north of Havana. Here's my uh, Friday pump-up song for the week. Her name was Lola, she was a showgirl With yellow feathers in her hair And a dress cut down her ass She would merengue and do the cha-cha And while she tried to be a star Tony always tended bar across the crowded floor They worked from eight till four They were young and they had each other Who could There was, uh, when I went out to Los Angeles with the baseball team, there's a lot of time on the bus <laughs> from busing to KC <laughs> yeah. to flying into LA, from busing to LAX to Bakersfield, oh, from Bakersfield to Culver City, which is like, it's right there in LA for the, sure. The, the, so how many times is this song played on a loop? Quite a bit, actually. So <laughs> I, I I can fall down a music rabbit hole. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I love like classic rock, rock and roll, but it just doesn't hit like it used to, especially since I've been working at K-Rock sure. for 10 years and I hear the same songs over and over. Sure. So I've been really branching out of different kind of music. Um, and I'm not the biggest Barry Manilow fan. Like, Mandy is okay, sure, but this just hits differently, you know? Like, I feel like anybody can enjoy this song. And like plus, the, the Copacabana was uh, a long time ago. I mean, I, I look up the song facts about this one, but uh, I believe Copacabana was an actual venue, like a small music-slash-restaurant in New York City. Whoa! Did not know that. Matter of fact, I do believe it was also featured in my favorite movie, Goodfellas. Like, that's the place they would go to. I did not know that. We're going to the Copa tonight. You know the Barry Manilow song? Herself half blind. She lost her youth and she lost the Tony. Now she lost her mind at the Cobra, Cobra Cabana, the hottest spot north of Havana. At the Cobra, Cobra Cabana. Music and fashion were always the fashion at the Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Copacabana was a place in NYC. Frank Sinatra would go there back in the day. We're talking 40s and 50s, 60s type of place. Wow. A swinging 
hopping joint. But that that song just hit the spot for me. I think we're able to roll on for the rest of the show. Troy is gone. He's on his way to Washburn Rule. Manhattan High Girls Basketball Substate Championship game. uh, Taking on the uh, Lady Blues of WRHS. And uh, they'll have coverage at around 6.50 and uh, tip off right around 7 o'clock. K-State Baseball will open up a three-game series at Loyola Marymount tonight. And that's not too far from the old Pacific Ocean. (laughs) About a mile and a half from the beach. Uh, It's a beautiful campus. And they have a game at 8 Central. Uh, That pregame will start around 7.30, 7.45, depending on what Matt Walters wants to do. But that'll be an online-only broadcast. And then once Troy wraps up in Topeka, then we'll head over to uh, the Batcats Did they just stay in California? Yes. Man, that's a trip and a half, man. I wanted to stay out there the whole time. Like, (laughs) I I didn't realize, like, this place was so close to the beach, and I would enjoy L.A. so much. Oh, yeah. I really got to know the place a little while while I was out there. Like I, I, I may have said this yesterday, but I've been technically to LA like five times, but I've never actually stayed. Right, like it was on the way somewhere else. Like so, I've seen it many times, but I haven't been able to enjoy it. And being able to enjoy it, you get more respect for the place. Maybe you're Instead an L.A. Just kid. Being in traffic. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> New York City over Los Angeles any day. Uh-huh. I will always favor New York City. I will be New York City. That's my second home, as I like to say. <laughs> I've lived there twice. Um, but um, L.A.'s not too bad. Not, not too shabby. shabby. If you get past the traffic, yeah. it's not too bad. Nice. And I want to get to know the Sunset Strip. The thing is, I've missed out on peak L.A., I think. Yeah. Like it's, that was before my time. Way back. Way back in the day. Sunset Strip was like not a joke, you know? Like back when the Troubadour was introducing guys like Elton John and Glenn Campbell. Sure. Sure. <laughs> like... Really catapulted those ca- uh, those um, careers. Yes. And I noticed uh, at the uh, Whiskey A Go-Go, they had Buck Cherry coming in in a few weeks. Not bad. Not bad They've at all. They've also played here in Manhattan a few times. But playing in Manhattan tomorrow afternoon will be the Cats and the Oklahoma Sooners. Sage, let's give the people what they want. You've heard of Ken Palm. Well, that guy. Here's Mitch Palm. With tonight's prediction. Tomorrow afternoon's prediction. <laughs> Cats and Sooners meeting for the second time this season. Uh, two teams with similar seasons. I mean, that's for sure. Um, so K-State 14-15, and 6-11 and 11 in the Big 12. The Cats have lost four in a row. I mean, that is completely shut down any hype of them getting to an NCAA mm-hmm. tournament without winning the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. That's next week. But in three of those four losses, the Cats have lost by a total of nine points. Of course, I mean that's the that's the forte this season. K State is like the uh, they're like Nebraska football. They're going to lose all these games really closely, and the record maybe should is what it should. You know, it's underwhelming. Like it should be a lot better. Yeah. But they've come up short so many times. Matter of fact, K State is three and eight in games decided by five points or less. Three and seven in Big Twelve play. Of course, that one game that was non-con was the Marquette contest, lost by a point. Oklahoma sixteen and fourteen with a six and eleven Big Twelve standing as well, same as K State, and they have won two in a row coming into this game against the Cats. The last two wins: Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Second meeting, the first time was at the beginning of Big Twelve play in January, 
where K-State was down 15 points. They fought, they fought their way back, but they lost by 2, 71-69 at the Lloyd Noble Center. No Marquis Noel for K-State in that game, but also the Sooners were missing three players, including the Groves brothers. Mark Smith in that game, maybe people don't remember, he was the first 25-point, 15-rebound effort for the Cats since Michael Beasley in 2008. Pretty good company. But it wasn't enough. Again, a K-Stater puts up a huge game, and it results in a loss. We've seen it twice this season where Mark Smith has grabbed 15 or more rebounds, and K-State lost the game. Mm. Nigel Pack, 30 or more points. It's happened three times and lost those games. Well, you can probably guess where I'm going with this next one. Famous alumni. Big part of Mitch Baum. Huge part of crunching the numbers. The first one is Tom Love. Tom Love, owner, founder, chairman of Love's Gas Stations uh, Truck Stops. Whoa. Here's the deal. I'm not a fan of Love's. Yeah, they're I think old it's school. kind of on the trashier side of of gas stations. Yeah. I really, I've never been to one that felt like clean, and like the best part of them are the subways that are attached, <laughs> you know, yeah, or maybe yeah. a trucker's restaurant. Which I, to me, you can't beat a good trucker's restaurant. No, you cannot. That's for sure. Accidentally sat in the trucker's section of one of those restaurants. In York, Nebraska, oh, and just got eyeballed. Yeah, man. They what don't like are you? That. And then there was another trucker that was like, "Hey, guys, don't worry about these jabronis. You're all right. <laughs> They're all right, man. As long as somebody gives you the okay, you're good to go. But you might get in a fight. I agree with Loves. They're just so old school. It just reminds me of old, like '90s and or late '80s. Drive through kind of just grossness, yeah. I, I, I suppose they're also known for like since they are a lot of truck stops still have like. Like a store uh-huh. attached to them where you can buy your CB radio or a DVD pack that has grumpy old men too, uh, or a cane for so they're always got canes with like you know Native American stuff all over them. It's weird. By the way, grumpier old men, I believe, is the name of the time. No, not two, but the second grumpy old <laughs> yeah, man. You know what we I mean? Gotcha. Uh, it's a four pack of uh, Jack Lemon movies. <laughs> now the last famous alumni I have for Oklahoma is Dr. Death Steve Williams. I'm Ooh, sure you have heard of him. Sage, I'm sure, has no clue who no, this is. She don't know. But he's a former All-American O-lineman at Oklahoma. Had a, I believe had a run in some MMA, but he was also known as a popular professional wrestler, especially in Japan. He was huge yeah. in Japan. But his fighting ability was really exposed because you might remember a tournament called the Brawl for All. Uh-huh. So a little history lesson when it comes to wrestling. A Brawl for All tournament happened just one time. It was a legit boxing tournament. Like, they would literally, like, fight each other. Like, it wasn't a work. They would literally hit each other. Guys were getting knocked out left and right. Like, it ruined careers, especially for Dr. Death Steve Williams, who was the favorite because he's had a fighting background. Right. And he's a brawler. But he got knocked out in the quarterfinals by a guy by the name of Bart Gunn, who was a trained boxer. Right. And got worked. I mean, looked absolutely awful. The brawl for all ruined his career. Yeah. Couldn't get booked. Couldn't make money. Vince would put him back out there. Wouldn't get any reaction. He was never the same again. Now, the nickname Dr. Death doesn't work out when somebody's no. seen you flat on your back. Oh, and just throwing the worst punches you can Ever. imagine. Yeah, we're talking... Tr- Dudes that are not trained to box. Right. And, and it, it massive was, people, but yeah. aren't trained. 
if you go, if you want to, if you really want to uh, see a knockout, check out the final Bart Gun versus Butterbean. Oh, I've seen that's it. one of the worst. I, WrestleMania 15. I I thought Knocked I thought him he out killed cold. him. Yeah. I thought he killed him. To be honest with you, it's it's a vicious knockout. Um, there is a documentary from Dark Side of the Ring that covers the brawl for all, and yeah. it's nuts. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I saw that. It was awesome. Now, more about the basketball team. Oklahoma, twenty seventh nationally ranked when it comes to field goal percentage, forty seven and a half percent. It's a team that can shoot the ball. Not too bad defensively as well. Forty ninth in the country in scoring defense at about 65 points a game. Now they have five double digit scores this year or you know around 9 points a game. I can start naming names, but when it comes to Mitch Palm when crunching the numbers there's one player that stands out and it's got to be the senior 6'10 forward in Tanner Groves. The transfer from Eastern Washington who lit up the scoreboard against Kansas in the NCAA tournament. They didn't win, but he had a massive game. He transfers to OU with his brother. And he's a thousand point scorer, five hundred rebounder. He's really talented. He averaged twelve point six rebounds a game. I'm surprised actually those numbers they seem a little bit low to me. He can shoot from three, which is crazy. But I don't like the matchup because he is athletic, and he I think he's going to be way too athletic for our bigs to handle. Now, here's the deal though: he performs much better against the bottom half of the Big 12 when it comes to defense, like team defense, compared to the top half of the Big 12. When he plays against the top half of the Big 12, and again, talking Team D, against the top half, he averages 4.4 points a game and 2.8 rebounds a game, and that's in the last five games. In the last five games against teams that are in the bottom half, as like K-State is in team defense, he's averaging 18.8 points per game, Eight rebounds a game. Again, I am not liking this matchup. It's not good. Now, but this is really what it really gets down to, boys and girls. All-time series. Oklahoma and K-State meeting for the 215th time. The Wildcats actually have the advantage of playing in Manhattan 65-28. to The Sooners do have a slight advantage, 111-103, in a series that dates back to 102 years ago. It is the fifth most played series in K-State history. However, K-State has won the last nine meetings inside of Bramlage Coliseum. Also, there's a little something on the line in this one. And that is, the winner of this game will not have to play in the first game of the Big 12 tournament. They will skip day one. They can jump into a seven seed, or if K-State has a little bit more luck and some folks lose like Oklahoma State, they can jump to a six seed in the Big 12 tournament and get out of potentially playing Baylor in the first round. So, K-State, you beat Oklahoma, you don't play day one, you maybe get an extra bit of rest, an extra day of rest, if you decide to play that game uh, next week, if you decide to add the extra game. Let's go! And uh, West Virginia is already a lock for that nine spot, by the way. Also, tomorrow is senior day. Mike McGurl is going to get a second senior day. Mark Smith is going to be honored as well. And Drew Honus as well. And also a team manager will be honored. Uh, I believe it's going to be at the end of the game. Bruce Weber is 8-1 and one on senior day. Ooh. And his time at K-State. And have won the last seven. Okay. There's some history on K-State okay. side. Plus, you know, uh, I believe the players found out yesterday or today 
that Bruce Weber is approaching 500 wins. He is three wins away from reaching 500. A little extra incentive for the Cats to get it done. Ken Palm is picking the Cats to win 58%, 68-66. Mitch Palm, a little bit better. Feeling the Cats in this one. Going to win on Senior Day, 62%, a four-point win for the Cats. 71-67 Cats. Nice. Up next... We will get the best of Bruce, but also uh, Mike McGurl speaking to the media, talking about being a senior for the Cats. That's up next on The Game. Senior day tomorrow at Bramblage Coliseum for the K-State men's basketball team as they host the Oklahoma Sooners. 3 o'clock tip, pregame 2 o'clock here on KMAN. And uh, yesterday the media had a chance to talk with a senior who had a senior day last year, but he'll get another one, and that is Mike McGurl. All right, Mike, now that the year's almost over, reflect back for me. Are you glad you came back for your super senior season with the Wildcats? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, the fact that I had an extra year, there's no place I would rather be in the country. I've always, I've already had four years going into this year, and you know, I, want, I really wanted to help K-State get back to winning, so I'm, I'm glad I came back. What do you uh, what do you kind of hope K State fans remember you for after the season's done with? Um, I hope they remember me as a competitor. I mean, all I ever wanted to do was win. I got, I mean, I struggled at times, many times over my career, but all I ever wanted was for Kansas State to win. So that's what I wanted to be remembered by. Good answer. You, you've been through a lot of games, a lot of seasons with Kansas State. Is there one moment that kind of stands out as your favorite? Do you have one? Um, I have a, a lot of great memories here. A lot of great stories, but my favorite is probably beating Kentucky in the Sweet 16 when I was a freshman. That was fun. I mean, in like three weeks before, I could have never seen that coming. Honestly, it all came it happened so fast, and it was – experience of a lifetime i don't think i've ever asked you this what what do you what do you want to do uh after the season you want to play you want to try to coach you want to do something else what what are your career aspirations uh i hope to play i hope to play the highest level just work work to get there uh that's what i've done my whole life play basketball work hard and prove people wrong what's left in the tank for this basketball team and what's uh kind of prevented you guys from reaching your full potential I, I mean, I still think there's a lot left in the tank, and uh, I still think we could still reach our full potential. March is a crazy time. Uh, we, we've experienced it before, but I like what we have, and I feel good going into the postseason. And uh, I also wanted to ask, Nigel mentioned that you guys as players maybe came together and talked about whether you wanted to play an extra game or not. He said the decision was you guys wanted to. What, uh, what, what's the reasoning there? Why, why do you guys want to play an extra game if it's added to the schedule? We, we missed it in a preseason, and one win just puts us above 500. And there's a lot of teams out there that, that have good records just because they, they had some easy games. I mean, we had a tough schedule, honestly. And it'd be nice to add another one to the win column just, just to fall back on uh, in case we don't make the NCAA tournament. What do you think have been your biggest contributions to the team to the team this year coming back and what what were your goals besides obviously winning but uh that you could could add to this team my goal was to get kansas state back to to winning get us back into a good position because 
we had a rough two years and I know what Kansas State's like when it's at its best. And I feel like this year we've took a big step in the right direction. And this year is still far from over. The, the best has yet to come. So my contribution was just helping Kansas State get back to Kansas State days. Hey, Mike, I just got one for you. Um, are you guys aware of how close uh, Coach Weber is to 500 wins? And if it's something um, you guys ever discuss. How close is he? I believe he's three wins away. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't, I actually didn't know that. And uh, yeah, I haven't discussed that, but feel pretty confident that we could get him there. Very confident. So that's cool. That's a cool feature. So yeah, I think we'll yeah, make it happen. Do you think it gives you an extra boost of confidence to try to get him to 500? Yeah, it actually, it, it does. It's, it's just another reason to come motivated more motivated and play harder um so yeah that's awesome so before we get to bruce i just want to mention that beep in the background like that's a smoke detector right uh-huh like just needs to change the battery yep somebody from uh facilities is gonna get a call okay we need to fix that right away somebody sent over an eight volt <laughs> don't want the uh, we need mike mcgirl to be safe that's right all right let's get to the best of bruce weber Bruce, you, I'm sure you got a few to pick from, but what's your favorite Mike McGraw memory? Well, I, I, I got to think it's the, the Creighton game in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, he rose up and played at a really, really high level. The corner three and then the three right before half, it was a, it was quite a, it was a bomb. And the thing I felt so good about, because I, I felt bad that whole year because, you know, he came in hurt. He had the bad bone bruise that really lasted almost a year from his high school through December. And then finally he got to practice with us. And, you know, he kept saying, I, I will come out of redshirt coach if something happens and we need it. And, you know, that's when Cam goes down and gets Texas Tech at Texas Tech. And, you know, I went to him and his father and I just said, hey, I, I you don't have to do this. It's late. I, you know, and I, I'll be honest at that time, you know, Cartier was still a little inconsistent. I didn't know, but obviously Cartier stepped up and then I always felt bad because Mike's minutes were, you know, pretty limited, but you know, we have the Dean goes down and things change again. And then he has the the huge game against uh, Creighton, you know, the Oklahoma game, obviously last year on what would have been his real senior day, um, this is a super senior day, I guess, but that was, that was special too. And, uh, just a good, good young man. Uh, you know, just, he's been a good representative for K-State. Can you clarify where you guys are at the possibility of playing on Monday against the new opponent? We've talked about it and we're still in the process of trying to work something out. You know, hopefully by, you know, later today, we'll know, we'll know if there's that opportunity is out there still. Is it it's, it's difficult because I think I mentioned you know, one, you got to find a team that also has a, a free game, you know, or not a free game, an open game because of COVID. There's teams that there's lots of teams around the country that are there, but you they put in a new rule a year ago. And I didn't even know it that you, you cannot play a regular season game after your tournament. So, you know, most of the mids and lows all start their tournament this week or, you know, you got teams starting their tournament early next week on Tuesday and Wednesday. So. You know, it, they were, it's just going to have to align. Our coaches have worked really hard. Uh, they've been on the phone with a lot of people, and, you know, we'll we'll see if it if it works out. Is it a deal where if you win, you might play it, and if you lose, you wouldn't? I think it's more that, you know, can we get a game? I think that's okay. the most important thing. 
One thing, one other thing I want to ask you, Bruce, um, I know the goal here is to, you know, win out, make the in-state tournament, go out in a blaze of glory. If you fall just short and you're invited to the NIT or something like that, would you guys view that as a nice consolation prize? Oh, there's no doubt. I I, I want these guys to have a chance playing postseason. You know, I, I've said all along, I, I think we're, we're good enough to be an NCAA team. You look at all the teams and there's so many teams battling. I was hoping if we would have, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it looked like, you know, you win two, three more games, you got a chance. You know, obviously we lost the overtime and the heartbreaker and another heartbreaker. And, you know, but I was hoping that our, our schedule rating, which is still, I think it's top. Somebody said it might end up number one. I don't know where it'll end up, but, uh, you know, it's going to end up pretty in the top five, I think, in the net difficulty. Uh, the number of quad one opponents, I think, is going to be the we could have the most. And then, you know, we still have, I think, four or five quad one wins. You know, so we got a lot of things that are on our side. Uh, but I would like these guys, uh, you know, to have a chance to play in something. Obviously, our goal is still the NCA, But, you know, we, we talked now. Let's have a great week starting tomorrow. Let's have a special March week and see if we can change the tides and the outcomes and if it comes to NIT, you know, again, it's not what our goal was, but at the same time, it would give these guys, a, you know, a nice experience and, and some reward them for something for what they've how they persevered and, and all they've gone through. Yeah, Bruce, have you been enabled an opportunity to uh, review the officiating with the uh, with the Big 12 office uh, during the course of the week? <laughs> I mean, I, I did contact them, which I usually don't, but, you know, nothing's going to change. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, it, you know, I, it's funny. I saw, I told this on the radio show last night. I got to the hotel late the other night after recruiting and I saw the Bucks in the heat play. And there was a really almost similar play where they threw a inbound to a Butler and somebody came from behind and he fell down and, you know, they didn't call foul and, and it was a tie up. The Bucks got the ball, went down the court, scored to win the game. And, you know, it's, it's funny, this game, they, they uh, you know, they call foul in our game, but they don't in that one. But my whole point of story was listening to the coach of the Heat. You know, he came on, he said, I could rant and rave about the officials. It's not going to change. And you just got to move forward and worry about why we lost the lead or, you know, how can we be better? And that's all we can worry about. That's the only thing that's going to change. So we we got to help ourselves and uh, not put ourselves in those tough situations. Once again, that is the best of Bruce Katz and Sooners tomorrow at three o'clock. We got the pregame starting at two here on K Man. A break, and when we come back, our number one song of the day. From 
from 1975, Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. Two weeks at number one. Two weeks. All right. Guitarist, singer, songwriter, actor, television host from Billstown, Arkansas. <laughs> Best known for a series of hit songs through the 60s and 70s. He hosted the Glenn Campbell Good Time Hour on CBS from 69 to 72. Awesome. He earned the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2012. Unfortunately, he passed away in Nashville, Tennessee at the age of 81 on August 8th, 2017. Campbell, he was also the subject of a documentary called Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me. Examined his life and, of course, um, also his battle with Alzheimer's diagnosis and how it affected his musical performances, his final tour across the United States with his family. And it's one of those rare films that gets a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. What's that called again? It is called Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me. Nice. Right. Man, he has put out a lot of music. 60 studio albums. Girl. 21 top 40 hits. And this is his first of two number ones. And he also came out with a song, uh, Manhattan, Kansas. Did you know that? Straight yeah, up. You're lying. Straight up, Glenn Campbell came out with a song called Manhattan, Kansas. And uh, I like him forever now because he's cool. Thank God it wasn't St. George. Sorry, Holy crap, you are right. Yeah. I, I I never knew yeah. that that yeah. existed. Yeah. That's Manhattan, unbelievable. Kansas. And I got after Steven for not being a uh, big Steve for not being cultured. <laughs> so we're obviously going to have to listen to that here in just a minute. Uh-huh. Actually, no. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe I have actually heard this before. It's a sad song. Yeah, sad. I think I actually have heard this before. Yeah. But I didn't know it was Glenn Campbell. Uh, I'll get to more on that. I'll get to that song here in just a moment. Uh, rhinestones. What in the heck is a rhinestone? <laughs> yeah, really. Wait a minute. Uh, they are fake jewels that are popular for country style clothing. I mean, of course, you know, back in the day. Uh, we can we can leave it at that there, Sage, because I'm going to play the next song here in just a moment. But uh, uh, David Allen Coe was pretty big with the old rhinestones. As a matter of fact, he called himself the mysterious rhinestone cowboy. And uh, apparently he was actually offered this song first, but turned it down. Thought, all right, that's maybe a little bit too cocky Way with my, of course, nose. beautiful ensemble. <laughs> uh, but also this is off the album Rhinestone Cowboy, which was his 22nd studio album. Ginger Baker, the drummer from Cream, was actually a backing vocals on that uh, on that album. No way. Yeah. See, every time, every time we do a number one. From 1970, 60, or 50, there's always some wild story, man. That's crazy. Now, at the time, Glenn Campbell, like, his career was kind of on a downward slope, like, wasn't uh, as popular as he once was. His TV show was done. Uh, And then Rhinestone Cowboy comes up, and all of a sudden, he has the biggest hit in the world, and he's back on top. Like, Glenn Campbell, I remember him. That was the big one he needed, was Rhinestone Cowboy. Gained three uh, Grammy nominations, and although it wasn't used in the film, it was the inspiration of the 1984 movie Rhinestone, starring Dolly Parton and Sylvester Stallone. Mm. And... Maybe one of the funniest parts about this movie, or the not uh, the the song, was that uh, oh Johnny Carson would actually kind of make fun of Glenn Campbell and uh, about the song's pop.
popularity, which he's like, I don't know if this should be this popular. But he ended up doing a little uh, parody of Glenn Campbell's Rhinestone Cowboy on The Tonight Show. Like a rhinestone cowboy Riding out on a horse in a star-spangled rodeo A star-spangled cowboy Getting cards and letters Yeah, he uh, rode out on a donkey Whoa On stage so they didn't like singing. each other, man. No, they were cool. Oh, they were cool. No, they were cool. He just, uh, you know, rib. Yes, in a way, yes, ribbon. So, all right, let's let's get to. Uh... Yes, I I can already I can I forget. Kansas, where the calves are all wild, and the rhinestones. Manhattan, Kansas, yes, I've ain't heard this. no place to have a baby. <laughs> When you got no man to give it his last name And her folks back in Manhattan Didn't want her or her bundle So she took her child and caught an evening train Damn, caught an evening train? Where are you going, Topeka? Where are you going, Dog City? Washing dishes in a diner At least he buys her baby milk to drink he once told her she was pretty, but the only ring it got was the ring of grease that runs around the scene. Damn! Yes, she lay beside him gentle, cause he told her that he loved her, and he made her dance before the music played. But at least she didn't beg him. She'd rather wash her dishes It makes her feel as if her hands are clean I'm gonna go lay down I am sad, dude I'm really bummed out I'm waiting for the chorus <laughs> At night she stands there thinking About the man back home This is only two minutes and 40 seconds and How her folks just two turned minutes and 40 seconds and the most shame. bummed out And there's less than a minute left She stares down through the soap suds Reaches down and pulls the drain plug And watches as See, you can tell us on air if you have something away. to say I was just saying, the chorus already yes, happened Did it? Yeah, so that Yes, she lay beside me gentle That was the chorus Oh that's I was odd. waiting for just shouting, Manhattan, Kansas, <laughs> 66502, <laughs> where a baby is born the right way. <laughs> Everybody's like, it makes that's an odd chorus, I think. <laughs> this is uh, not really matching with the song. Where babies are born in a normal way, and families love them. Something about no bastards in Riley County. I can tell you right now. Manhattan, Kansas. I know a lot of babies that were born in Manhattan, and the grandmas and grandpas love them, and the families love them, okay? No shout-out to Tex Winter, anyway. There should have been at least a shout-out there. Nothing. All right. um, Sage, I suppose we just jump right into it. Get us out when we need to get out, as I like to say. Get out when we get out. Hey, America. This uh, Ask Us Anything, is it's a serious one. It's kind of, I don't know if it's too serious for, for this. You know, we're kind of keeping it light, but we're going to go ahead and go. Uh, when is What is an appropriate time to fart in front of your partner? Oh, what a question. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, I figure like a month in, you can let it rip. 
Also, a month? Yeah. Are you insane? Yeah. Uh, um, Sarah that and is I are, way too soon. Sarah and I are really open and honest and like, yeah, we're pretty, we, like the bathroom door open kind of stuff. Like, it really doesn't matter. Um, I just feel like if you so can So you guys it, are already going to the bathroom in front of each other a month in. Yeah. I had you guys a, went fast. We did. We did go quick. Yeah, we did. We did go pretty quick. Yeah. I fell in love. I found my soulmate. And so it was just like, whatever. I, before that, though, I wasn't really that big into that. You, you, know? you knew you loved her when you saw her sitting on the crap. <laughs> Be like, damn, I love this girl. Yeah, I started going, man, out in Kansas, where you find your love on the toilet. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Sage, do you have an answer? Look, I don't know what my problem is. I don't like to fart in front of people. It's just a thing that I I don't know why I'm like oh, that. Oh, so yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's kind of weird. It is I mean it's embarrassing, but it's like it's natural. So I've if been it with happens it happens. My girlfriend for over a year and we don't do that. No, you don't. You don't fart in nope. front of her? Nope, haven't done it. You haven't ripped one yet? I mean, nothing's accidentally snuck out either like Oh, I'm sure it has. Yeah, well, like when you're laughing and you're like <laughs> Just a little. I just blame it on her kids. <laughs> hey, man, he stinks. You gotta go check that. I think. The well, I think it's, you know she'd be. Uh, well, no, I, we haven't. No, I don't. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I was about to say maybe she'd believe me over her kids, but maybe yeah, not. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. The, if the kids put up a bad enough fight, but no, it was him. Seriously, it was him. You know that's not my combo. And I'd be like, he is full of it. <laughs> He's 15. You know he's lying. He's a liar. And by the way, he probably sinks out of the house. You know, probably. <laughs> what else is he lying about? <laughs> Dude, now we've opened up a hole. What else is he lying about? My God. Um, hey, you've been kidnapped by the last TV or movie bad guy or gal that you saw. Um, wh- wh- what's it looking like for you? How you doing? Dude. I don't even know what the last TV show or was move. that I watched. Or movie. Well, the last movie I watched, oh, well, it was the second Brady Bunch movie. So it was the guy that wants the statue, the horse statue, oh. Carol's husband or ex-husband. Yeah. That guy was a jerk. He was like awful. He, he, so you're bro, they're not looking great. He gave Peter, I think he gave Peter nunchucks and <laughs> of course dad had to take him away. Yeah, dude. He hit the boss in the head. Oh, no. I forgot about that. That's a great movie. I mean, really it funny. is. An amazing, terrible movie. Yeah, like it's actually like it's actually pretty funny. It's not bad. Yeah, oh, both like of them, that. both both Brady Bunch movies. Mm-hmm. Second time we've given them a shout out. Totally underrated. Sage. The last movie I saw was the un- the new Uncharted movie, actually. So I guess that's the world that I'm living in. Oh no, <laughs> that's, that's the villain. I don't even. What is the villain's name? I don't even remember. Well, you know, and that's it, it, that's like adventure left and right. So that's gonna fall right in with the the. Wow, you're good. You're good to go. Um, let's uh, see. Um, do we we've already done that one. Um, fart a month into a relationship. That yeah, is one month in. Insane. It's one month in. You. I if, can't get over that. If you do it and they go, oh my god, that's not the person for you. Just, see, it oh. was love. It was true love, right uh-huh. there. Yeah. And my thing is, like is that this, the sign? If you are someone who doesn't laugh at farts and you're like, that's not funny. And you find and you and the other person's the same way. That's your person. You know what I mean? Like that's your person. But if you have somebody that farts and laughs, and you laugh too, connection. Bam. Or just incredibly immature. Right? Or immature. I I will take immature because I think farts are hilarious. 
them. I love them. Uh, is there one more? That's it. That's all I got, dude. I just, I the fart one was. I mean, my major. I, you one. can't top that. Yeah, it's it's tough. a it's a hell of a question. And I'm I trying to remember. Like, I've only had like one girlfriend that's ever happened. Like, and every time she would do it, she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, you are a freak. Wow. Disgusting. Wow. I wasn't that harsh, okay, but I was okay, like, okay. what are you doing? What are you doing, lady? God, that's now I got to go to happen. Dollar General and buy candles. Well, there's your problem. You're buying Dollar General candles, dude. You got to go Yankee Close candle. Close store. 50 bucks for a candle. I, she made me buy, I, I, I bought her a, a candle one time as like a Christmas present that oh. she wanted because it had like a ring inside of it. Uh-oh. And it was like 50 bucks. Uh-oh. And I was like, this... I could have gone to a 50 cent machine, uh-huh. bought the ring, uh-huh. made a candle, and then given it to you. Yeah, like, Ugh. same thing. That's, uh, those are, the, she's trying to send a message there. Guys, it's weekend time. I'm yeah. ready for it. It's a busy one, but we got the cats, baseball, all weekend long, 8 o'clock tonight, 7.30 for pregame. I'm on News Radio, KMAN.com. We'll go live once the, the uh, Manhattan boys are done. Uh, and they tip off, or Manhattan Girls rather, they tip off at 7 at Washburn Roll. We're out.